Hi everyone, welcome to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church in South Bend, Indiana. Thanks for joining us once again. At the table with me today is Pastor Ben and Pastor Jim, and we are glad to have you. If you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is Joshua chapter 7, verse 1, and then we're going to skip down and read verses 4 and 5. So Joshua 7, verse 1, and then 4 and 5. But before I read, let's pray together. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be together, to look at your word, and to be challenged by your word. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you would so uh, give us understanding and insight into the scriptures that our lives could be impacted by it. And so apply it to our lives and change us by the word of God. Bless our conversation, we pray, and may the conversation be a blessing to those who listen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Joshua chapter 7, verse 1, and then down to verses 4 and 5. But the Israelites acted unfaithfully in regard to the devoted things. Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel. Down to verse 4. So about 3,000 men went up, but they were routed by the men of Ai, who killed about 36 of them. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. At this, the hearts of the people melted and became like water. Today... God has a sober truth for us, and that is this. Sin affects the whole community. In fact, we might be able to say the sin of one affects us all. And so sin affects the whole community. And to get us talking about this, we're going to start off with this question. Have you ever played on a team? Ever been part of a team? Jim, Ben started us off, uh, I think, the last two podcasts that we've recorded. So maybe we should throw it your direction. Have you ever I've, played on a team? I've been part of teams since I was probably five years old and uh, played every kind of sport you could imagine uh, in every kind of venue you could imagine. In fact, my, my uh, uh, knee doctor says that I've played so much basketball, my knees are just like mush. Yeah, because he said I played on hard surfaces, and so yeah, I've I've played on teams, and I continue to play on teams. Oh yeah, so what are you playing right now? Right now I'm playing pickleball. Yeah, and uh, I re- recognize that when you're playing doubles in pickleball, whatever you do, greatly impacts that person who's on the same side of the court as you. Yeah, and so you have to make sure that you're not just playing for yourself; you're playing for your partner as well. Yeah, yeah I. I played lots of sports in high school. The truest team sport, I think, uh, that I, I played was football. You know, I did track and wrestling, and you had a combined team score, but, you know, football was one where, like, everybody had to do their job, and everything had to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way it all came out, and you could win. Um, I was a lineman, and some people don't appreciate linemen very much, but I can tell you the quarterback greatly appreciates linemen. Um, especially when they miss a block, he can he realizes that those guys are pretty important. Um, but yeah, f- football was the sport that I was really into in high school. Yeah, when I was in high school, and I went to a small school, so I got to play basketball. And you I, play basketball? No, not well. <laughs> but but I did get to play basketball, and uh, for fun in the summers, I would play in a church softball league. 
and no doubt what I what you do affects other people and I can still I still cringe when I think back to church softball because I remember our team captain was also our pitcher just slow pitch softball and I played catcher because I wasn't real talented at softball either mm-hmm. um, and in slow pitch softball you don't need a lot of talent to be catcher and a guy hit a pop-up on the infield and I went running for it and our our uh, our pitcher went running for it and I don't know about you, but like once I'm focused in on something, I'm not listening to anything else. And I ran and went to catch it, and he went, and we collided. And he had had a past knee injury, and I inflicted a new knee injury. And I was a teenager. I just bend, and it didn't matter at that age. But he was not a teenager. In fact, his daughter was, uh, one was a year older than me, and one was two years younger than me. And and, uh, he was on crutches at church the next Sunday. And needed surgery, and I felt so bad. And um, well, you should. What I did, what I did, uh, obviously greatly impacted our team. We lost mm-hmm. our pitcher for the rest of the season, and uh, it hurt him. But we use that question to because when we talk about teams, we really understand on a team that the way one person is playing, and even more than playing, even the attitude they have sometimes as a member mm-hmm. of a team. Uh, the way they conduct themselves on the team can uh, affect the entire, the entire team, yep. and it impacts that. Um, we don't tend to think that way necessarily when it comes to sin, mm. but we see something different here in this passage, that sin affects the whole community. And so, uh, first of all, just a little background. Tell us, how, does it, how is that true in this story? Sure. And then we can talk about it even today and in life today. Well, the Joshua is, you know, Joshua's leading the people through the promised land. There's lots of other tribes and folks that are, you know, being uh, conquered and Israel's kind of working through that. And in this particular instance, you know, God had, you know, commanded them, hey, you know, there's certain things that you set aside for me. You don't take them. <clears throat> and uh, Achan decided to take them. Aiken taken. Um, there must have been an Aiken in his heart because he he saw some things that he wanted and he took it and that violated the Lord's commands. And so when that happened, God withdrew his his blessing from from their exploits. And here they went to attack the little town of Ai, and thirty six people got killed. When before they thought, man, this is going to be a cakewalk. This will be easy. But that sin and that withdrawing of the Lord's blessing greatly impacted these people. In fact, people lost their lives because of that sin. You can tell in these, in these two examples, number one, Jericho is a huge town and, uh, and impenetrable. Mm-hmm. But God did that, and they didn't lose any Israelites. And then they go to this little tiny, and I, and I could compare it to some towns around here, but I won't. But uh, yep. but they go to this little place and they they get their tails kicked. Yep. And uh, just because of God, God's hand was on that them in Jericho, but it was not on them in Ai because of Achan's sin. Yeah. So is that still true today? I mean, does our sin really affect other people? Mm. If so, even how? Like, can, look can we divorce. illustrate that? Look at divorce. If there if there's unfaithfulness in a relationship and there a divorce is is caused, uh, it doesn't just impact those two people that were involved in that divorce. If they have children, those children are impacted for the rest of their lives. 
uh, if there's uh, if there's um, um, the family mem the families of the two are alienated, uh, it's it can be a very devastating thing. Just divorce. Well, and you can even sometimes go farther than that. You see where uh, because it creates a a financial burden on families, they have to rely on even state help, you know, and government mm -hmm. funds and different things. And so society steps in uh, to help out with things. And you, you can see it even trickle in the places where people who don't even know them at all yet are, are paying to help. And um, are there other examples? I, I don't want to pick just on, on the issue of divorce. And a lot of people have sadly sure. had to experience that. Well, I think that um, I'm joyfully going through a seminar on child abuse um, in churches and those type of things. And, I mean, entire ministries are brought down because of sexual abuse. And how much more with when children are, are victimized in that. And so one sin that, you know, is just, just one sin really can shake up an entire community of believers because um, a volunteer worker is unfaithful and abuses a child or... Um, a pastor, you know, is engaged in something like that. And, and we've seen the repercussions of that with the Catholic Church over the years. But the, the truth is, is that, you know, sin has a way of not just affecting the community, but it also affects our witness. And people see that and say, see, see, yeah. and then they fill in the blank with all sorts of things. And I think it comes in areas that I don't know that they're smaller, but I think we tend to make them smaller, like uh, people who, um, oftentimes I could be this person, who's a complainer. Sure. I mean, have you ever sat in a room or a group of people and a person who is an incessant complainer, maybe just having a bad day, and the next thing you know, there's a wet blanket on the entire group. It was like, you know, everybody was sitting, ch chatting, having fun, and then one person uh, can can just bring down an entire an entire group so that the whole... The whole group, unfortunately, falls into a sour and dour mood, mm. and um, I just I don't think we realize how much our our actions, our attitudes, maybe even our thoughts, and our even our convictions, if they're wrong, affect other people. Mm. Um, well, but, I think those those actions and those thoughts and those. Uh, Occasions need to be redeemed. Mm -hmm. You know they have they you if if you're in that situation with with that complainer, you have to redeem that situation, and and move everything more more towards a positive direction. If that person has been sexually abused, that that situation needs to be redeemed. Yep. Otherwise, they're going to take that that distrust that hurt into every relationship they have, into their relationship with their children, uh, a spouse, or, or whatever. And it's it just never going to be the same. Well, it's, it's funny because that's like the reverse side of this story. You know, Aiken saw something that was desirable, and so he took it. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes we, as Christians, we want to avoid a convert. Like, we want to avoid a fight sometimes. And so instead of saying something we know we should say, we withdraw and we don't say it because it's more comfortable not to speak out against something or to go through the icky work of redeeming a situation that you just like, 
you know, there's certain things that you just you'd rather not avoid because you'd rather not engage in because they're unpleasant. Mm-hmm. But I think in those situations, we are called to preach the truth even there. And so our comfort isn't necessarily on God's mind when it comes to dealing with sin. Our faithfulness is. And whether that's to call the one out who who is who's lost in sin, I think our our verses just out of Jude that a couple podcasts ago uh, speak to, you know, reaching those people who are lost in sin. We're not called to be comfortable. I think we're called to be faithful and do what the Lord asks, whether it's denying the, the seducing, te- tempting of, of sin and all its gl- glorious glittering like gold, or whether it's trying to avoid a conversation that might be uncomfortable. I think we're called to, to live in God's will and his truth regardless. And yeah. we see back. Oh, go ahead. No, you're, you're going to say it. So you go ahead. <laughs> well, we get we get there. We see how God deals with it as we look further in this chapter. He says he um, they all they they got Achan, uh, his silver, his robe, the gold wedge, sons, daughters, cattle, donkeys, sheep, his tent, the whole thing. They got it together, and they said, and then all of Israel stoned him, and after and the, after they had stoned him, they burnt or after they had stoned the rest, that means all the animals, all the wives, you know, the kids and everything like that, they killed them, though they all died too. Wow. Wow, yeah, poor donkey. Uh, but he said, and then, then they burned it all. But God does not want, he's not going to tolerate sin. And, uh, of course, he doesn't do that now because his son has already taken the, the, the penalty for our sin. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's... Um, one thing we got going for us, hopefully. Yeah. But it shows how seriously God deals with sin. Yeah. And while we're definitely not telling people to go stone someone who's in sin, right. there is a reality of addressing sin. Yep. And saying, you know what, not only is this sin hurting the person who's sinning, but it is hurting uh, the broader community, whether that's their family, whether it's their church family, whether it's their neighborhood, whether it's their workplace. Um, sin affects the whole community, and and part of being God's people is is addressing them that sin so that there can be redemption and restoration. Yeah. And by God's grace, there can be redemption mm-hmm. and restoration. But um, we want to remind people today that sin affects the whole community. And uh, maybe that comes as a challenge to us, that we need to stop making excuses for our sins because we aren't just hurting ourselves, we're hurting everyone who's connected to us. And so sin affects the whole community. Thanks for listening today. God bless.